Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Are you looking in the mirror and judging every lump, bump, and wrinkle? In this episode, I'll look at the four components of body image and how we can change our minds about our bodies. Welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Monica Johnson. Every week on this show, I'll help you face life challenges with evidence-based approaches, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. It's the start of a new year. And for many, that means standing in front of the mirror, cataloging everything that is quote-unquote wrong with your body that you plan to fix this year. Well, I'm here to help you fix your mind about your body. We will start by giving a basic definition of body image. Your body image encompasses your perceptions, beliefs, feelings, thoughts, and actions that pertain to your physical appearance. In essence, it's your personal relationship with your body. I like this definition because you have a lot of control over those things if you're using the right coping strategies. The goal, in my mind, is to spend most of our time in a body-positive or body-neutral state. There is enormous societal pressure to look a certain way, so even the best of us will have insecurities that crop up from time to time. We can be avoidant. For example, performing behaviors like avoiding buying new clothes, or looking into mirrors, or intentionally trying to hide parts of our bodies. How many of you hide your bellies or refuse to wear shorts because you have thicker thighs or cellulite? All this does is communicate the message that your body is bad. The first time I wore a two-piece swimsuit, I was close to 400 pounds. I was inspired by Gabby Fresh, who had dropped on the scene as a fashion blogger and eventually started her own swimsuit line. It was liberating to let it all hang out. We are four-dimensional beings, and it's okay if our curves reflect that. Everything from a Megan the Stallion to Alfred Hitchcock's silhouette is welcome. Another negative body image style is conflictual. Are you constantly battling with your body and telling it that it needs to be something that it's not? Does I wish by Skilo constantly ring in your head? Do you think if you were a little taller that a woman you're crushing on would notice you? Do you have curly hair and wish it was straight or straight hair and wish it was curly? Are you more on the slender side and want to be bigger? Embrace yourself instead of trying to replace everything that makes you a unique human being. 
Fun fact. I was born with seven birthmarks, one of which covers almost a third of my torso. I remember being in junior high and wishing that I had unmarked skin like every other girl I saw. If you looked at my yearbooks from high school, I wore a jacket every day. And I grew up in South Carolina, y'all. Now I make off-color jokes about how I could never join a secret society or that if I ended up the victim in a true crime story, my body would be super identifiable. What changed? Those birthmarks are still there, but my perception changed over time, which is a key aspect of body image. More on that in a minute. Another type of negative body image is abusive. Do you have an abusive relationship with your body? Do you call yourself names? Starve yourself? Exercise to the point of exhaustion? Do you engage in self-harm? These are all examples of the ways we can be abusive to ourselves. I would never condone anyone being abusive, including self-abuse. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen. Now let's talk about the four aspects of body image. Perceptual. Perceptual body image is how you see yourself. The way that you see your body is not always a correct representation of what you actually look like. It's a perception, not the objective truth. For example, a person may perceive themselves to be fat when in reality they are underweight. You could have a small mole on your nose and perceive yourself as an ugly witch while the rest of us barely notice it. Perception is a tricky beast. I routinely tell my friends that I have what I've deemed to be, quote, fat girl brain. What does that mean? I perceive myself as though I'm still over 400 pounds sometimes. This was my reality until a few years ago. I will look at a chair and think, I can't fit in that space. 
or walk by a mirror and stop and legitimately have the thought, that's what I look like? In the same way that the hand is quicker than the eye, change is often quicker than perception. That's why with perception, you need to have an act first, feel later approach. If you want your perception to match reality, mindfulness is your friend. The judgmental statements that we make about ourselves keep our perceptual lens distorted. If I sit down and I have rolls in my belly and I appraise that as meaning I'm fat, then I will see myself as fat. If I acknowledge their presence and the fact that it's totally normal, I can change my experience over time. I'm confident that Zendaya has thigh spread, just like the rest of us, and she's on magazine covers. Effective. Effective is your feelings about your body, especially the amount of satisfaction or dissatisfaction you experience in relation to your appearance. Your appearance can include things like weight, body shape, height, skin tone, aging, etc., These are all the things that you like or dislike about yourself. Obviously, these feelings are influenced by our societal consumptions, who we see on TV, in movies, in magazines, and more recently, social media. Are you only following Instagram models who are facetuned and photoshopped into a digitally inaccurate representation of the person? Stop that. Introduce body image diversity into your life. It's important to make a conscious decision about the media you consume and the effect it has on you, both positive and negative. Sometimes we come from cultures that influence these ideas. For instance, I'm black and the idealization of large backsides is a part of my culture. Guess who doesn't have a large butt? Me. Does it make me less black or my body image less positive overall? No. Do I welcome the Bulgarian squats that my personal trainer has me do because I have a small hope of getting a slightly more rotund gluteus maximus? Yes. Will I be Megan the Stallion? Nope. Does it change my value as a person? Also no. Hating yourself is not a requirement for change. You can be dissatisfied by something and accepting of it at the same time. So for all my no booty black people out there, or really anyone of any race, unite. If you're going to do comparisons, at least do ones that allow you to feel included and not ones that make you feel ostracized. This will help to improve your body image over time. Cognitive. These are the thoughts and beliefs that you hold about your body. You might be a guy who thinks, if I become more muscular, I'll feel better about myself. Or maybe you're a woman in her 30s who's afraid of aging and thinks, if I can just maintain how I look now, I'll be happy. If then contingencies like this often add up to maybe never in my experience. If you inherently dislike yourself, you'll move the goalpost. You'll lose 20 pounds and then say, I just need to lose another 10. In my last episode, I spoke about the importance of your values and the why, 
when you're goal setting. I've seen many people change their bodies and never be mentally satisfied with the progress. There's always a little more weight to lose, a little more muscle to gain, and a gray hair that shows up that wasn't there before. Set positive, health-focused goals rather than ones based on unrealistic standards. If you're born with a Chris Rock body type, it's unlikely you'll end up being the rock. If you set that up as the goal, you may be setting yourself up for failure. Does that mean you can't put on mass and increase your muscles? Absolutely not. Just be realistic with yourself about what that looks like. And instead of trying to avoid aging altogether, perhaps you should define for yourself what aging gracefully looks like. We may need to embrace a few gray hairs and wrinkles in order not to end up on an episode botched someday. Behavioral. The last aspect of body image is behavioral. This is what you do in relation to your body image. When a person doesn't like how they look, they may employ destructive behaviors. This can be anything from excessive exercise habits to disordered eating as a means to change their appearance. Others might isolate themselves or not engage in pleasant events because of their body image. One of my favorite tips is to focus on the function of your body. If you want to engage in more hikes, but you're out of shape right now, great. Choose easier hikes and work your way up to more difficult ones. That's focusing on function. Your body is amazing. Whether you're an atheist or devout Catholic, our shared experience is that we have these bodies that allow us to be connected to this world. These bodies take damage from the elements, let us taste a juicy cheeseburger, run marathons, dance, and make love. Every single thing I just listed can be done by any body type at any age, with a few modifications, of course. If you change your mind about your body, you remove the limits on what your current body and self can experience. In that way, you can craft an existence of self-acceptance and start living the way you desire. What limits are you going to try and remove this year? Let me know via Instagram at KindMindPsych, via my email at psychologist at quickanddirtytips.com, or leave a voicemail at 929-256-2191. The Savvy Psychologist is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our operations and editorial manager is Michelle Margulis. Our assistant manager is Emily Miller. And our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. Follow Savvy Psychologist on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks. That's all for this episode of Savvy Psychologist. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. 
It's called the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches Podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches Podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen.